the Hornets finally did something at the trade deadline, trading Terry Rozier to the Miami Heat. We're going to break it all down on the Locked On Hornets podcast live right after the deal was announced here on YouTube. Stick with us. You are Locked On Hornets, your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz we live. We live. This is Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com forward slash Locked On to get started. Thanks so much for making Locked On Hornets your first listen every day. We are free and daily wherever you get podcasts, including on YouTube, where we are live right now talking about this deal that just went down, just announced Terry Rozier to the Miami Heat in exchange for Kyle Lowry and a protected 2027 first-round pick. I'm Doug Branson from Every Hornets Box Score. Check that out at everyhornetsboxscore.com. I'm joined alongside uh, the person that typically uh, announces this podcast, hosts this podcast, starts this podcast, Walker Mill, who is at the WFNZ studios right now, about to prepare his own show. We've already done an episode of Locked On Hornets, Walker. We did a whole thing on the Minnesota win that we had to – it's it's not scrapped. You will be able to view it in in a bit. Uh, but, of course, as soon as we went, do- went down and I was preparing the episode, I was editing the episode – you call me, and I got that call, and I saw your name, and I went, "Son of a bleep!" Because I you knew exactly. Okay. Yeah, I knew exactly what had happened. The only reason you call me is if um, I, I've said something offensive about you on the air, yeah. or uh, there is a trade, and that doesn't happen very often. So I knew it immediately <laughs> what it was. Uh, we are live on YouTube right now. Topo to everyone. Uh, in the chat right now, Andrew, uh, Mark, Tony, Bao. Uh, we've got lots of folks in here. Matt, Mike, what's going on? A lot of leaky black love in the chat right now. There's no I time for that. You. There will be time for that later. We have to talk about this deal, uh, Walker. And the deal is Terry Rozier is being sent to the Miami Heat in exchange for Kyle Lowry, who is on a an expiring 29 point uh, $0.6 million deal. And the Hornets also get a 2027 first-round pick that Adrian Wojnarowski from ESPN is saying is a, a protected, is lottery protected in 2027 and unprotected should it convey to 2028. Walker, your <laughs> yeah. reaction. Okay, yeah. It's First off, just all the best wishes in the world to Terry Rozier. Who gave us some fun basketball, and unexpectedly so. Maybe we can do the whole eulogy with Terry's time in Charlotte thing a little bit later on. But my reaction to the trade is understanding that it was hard to trade him last year. Reportedly, the Hornets tried to figure out a way to send him somewhere, anywhere, anybody that wanted him, as long as there was enough of an equal value in return, right? Like you're not going for pennies on the dollar, but even like what? Would you have done it for like 60, 70 cents on the dollar? That's the best that you were getting in return last year. And I don't even know if you were getting that. We were getting reports about only second rounders coming back in return. And now you see him continue to improve his playmaking, primary ball handler. He really learned, you know, he grew a lot in that regard. 
And then you also see the pick and roll game was so strong this year. He was the savior of the offense as much as there could be as long as LaMelo Ball was out. And so now you get a first round pick. You're talking about years, years into the future until this thing conveys in 2027 or unprotected in 2028. I mean, how many unprotected deals, how many unprotected picks do you see dealt, Doug? There's always at least a little insurance. And, you know, plenty of NBA analysts talk about this all the time. You at least want a little insurance, right? Maybe it's top two protected. Everyone, oh, it's basically unprotected. No, it means you don't have, like, it limits the failure. It limits, all right, top two, top three, to have an unprotected pick that far in advance to where maybe this thing does convey in 2028, that would be excellent. So I get it. Well, and, and Adrian Wojnarowski also just tweeted again about 10 minutes ago as of 11-11, make a wish, 11-11 <laughs> on this Tuesday that the Hornets are not done trying to figure out how to acquire future yes. assets. No, they're not done. They're not done, Doug. Okay, I, I, but we always do this. I know yes, I know. Do. Adrian said it. But we all th- we always do this whenever Mitch Kupchak makes the smallest of deals. Yeah, uh, and, and even going back to the Rich Cho era, this happened a few times where they make the smallest of deals, and you go, "Oh, they're not done yet. They can't. Right. They can't be done." And then all of a sudden, they're done. So I, I get that he's saying that, and I I think this time in particular is different because you've got a new ownership group. This is obviously. The beginning, whether they finish it at this trade deadline or finish it in the offseason, this is the beginning of whatever reword you want to use, retool, rebuild. I think we have to see how deep they are willing to go in terms of moving veterans, moving skill, moving talent that isn't young mm-hmm. talent off of this team, whether whether and whether they're trying to pivot into a retool, which in my mind is let's let's win in the next like two two or three seasons or rebuild where you're saying, well, we don't know how long this is going to take. We'll have to wait and see on that. For those wondering why 2027, it's because the Miami Heat already owe Oklahoma City a 2025 or a 2026 pick, depending on how the protections shake out. But you're right, unprotected 2028, you're kind of, I think you're cheering for the Miami Heat to lose and get into the lottery, sneak into yeah. the lottery in 2027. Yeah. And I'm not sure. I have to look up Jimmy Butler's contract and when that wraps up for them. But that that timing could be could be neat if the Miami Heat can't pull it together. It's an uh, aging roster. It, you got a lot of old guys on that roster, right? Like so, Jimmy right. Butler's 34. His contract is done on a player option in 2025-2026. Bam Adebayo, 26, so still going to be good, but his contract ends the same year, 2025-2026. The other big contract they have is Tyler Hero, but it ends. 26 27 and then you're talking about duncan robinson 29 remember caleb martin even who came on strong last year in the postseason as we all know remember those guys stayed in college like 18 years and so they're 28 they're going to be 30 by in two years like it's it's an aging roster kevin love is playing for the miami heat i don't know man like it's it's a decent enough bet right if if this is the best thing you could do the only thing that you can maybe do is try to squeeze the Knicks for everything they were willing to give up if they were desperate enough to try to contend in the Eastern Conference this year and then send Terry Rozier to a place that he didn't want to go in comparison. I don't know how much he hates New York or anything like that. I don't know if you can hate New York, but going to Miami is a place he desperately wanted to go. And if you can get an unprotected first, lottery protected in 27, 
So that that's a big decrease. Th- this trade is weird in the sense that it's a pretty big decrease in protection in just one year's worth of time. Usually you see that after like four years of it not conveying. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it jumps all the way to just flat out, you get the number one overall pick, we can't take it from you. It is unprotected. Like it does leave their behind a little bear. It does. And so if this like it, do you think they could have gotten more? I, I don't know, man. I don't know. And plus it's an expiring contract. You're not taking more money on. Yeah. I said, I said, no, I said no on your show. When I came on your show last week, I said, if they get a first round pick and I didn't put any like unprotected or I, I didn't put any conditions on it. I said, if they can get a first round pick for Terry Rozier, you say yes. Yeah. And not only do they get a first round pick, and I look, I get it's protected, but not only do you get a first round pick, you do get to clear some money off the books or possibly uh you you could possibly get some more assets for Kyle Lowry if you move Lowry before February eighth, because buying him out, he can't go play for one of these teams that are above the apron. If they buy him out, yeah. then he's going to have to probably go to sort of a middle tier team. So if if he has some desire to play for a good team, they could acquire even more assets by moving Lowry before the deadline as well. So this this thing isn't over. Well, and, and even Mitch Kupchak, he gets the chance to do what he loves to do before he hangs him up. He gets to trade for second round picks. He gets to acquire second round picks, possibly trading Kyle Lowry. And it's house money. Who cares, right? You got a first round pick and trading Terry. And sure, you're going to aggressively shop him. But we all know that Kyle Lowry on just one year left deal, he's basically here because we like the expiring money and then if he gets sent elsewhere you get a couple second round picks in return then fantastic this is what mitch kupchak can do so yeah we'll see what they're able to get from kyle lowry but really Woj is even telling you they're not done at all like this does feel different in the they're not done mold like when rich cho was dealing for what when he was dealing j-o-b like yeah okay when they're dealing for billy hernan gomez it might just be done okay (laughs) but here this certainly feels like a shift new ownership we don't expect mitch kupchak or steve clifford to be back despite the crazy win against the wolves they're still seven games out of the last play-in spot and mark williams has zero there's zero indication that he's going to come back soon we don't even know if gordon hayward is ever going to play for the hornets again so this does seem like a real sign that yeah we're about to if not completely blow it up and rebuild, I don't think that's going to happen. But you're going to see significant change, and we've already started to see it. Okay, so you've got to go prepare for a radio show, and you're going to be back tomorrow with David Walker, and and you can do all of the eulogizing of the Terry Rozier right. era. It is interesting that possibly Mitch Kupchak's tenure is going to end essentially where it began because he was a you know Rozier was acquired in a sign and trade for Kemba Walker. That's right. And so that and that was sort of the first retool, rebuild, whatever you want to call it, off of that. And now here we are, Terry Rozier getting moved to the Miami Heat in in the next version of a rebuild under a new ownership group. All right, so coming up on the Locked On Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. I'm going to stick around. I will do my eulogizing of Terry Rozier and talk more about this deal and bring your comments in because we are live on YouTube. That's coming up on the Locked On Hornets podcast. Peace. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed. 
when you place a $5 bet. The NFL regular season is wrapped, but the playoffs still ongoing as we march to the big game. There's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So you get 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. Uh, the app is extremely easy to use. Uh, you know it's easy because we use it on the show to do Bet the Buzz and uh, to get excited about the fact that the Hornets beat a 14-and-a-half spread uh, to beat the Minnesota Timberwolves, which, by the way, uh, Walker and I have spent already 35 minutes talking about celebrating. So make sure to check out our YouTube channel for that episode. Uh, the app is easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet. Like, you can do live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find those popular parlays, and much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and make uh, your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of uh, the Locked On Hornets podcast and official partner of the NFL uh, as well. So I'm scrolling through the chat uh, and someone saying going to be very hard to replace 24 points. Yeah, he was a 20-point average scorer his entire tenure here in Charlotte. And so there are going to have to be multiple guys who pick up that slack. And you're already starting to see that? I mean, Miles Bridges is taking a ton of shots. He's just not scoring very efficiently. Um, you're going to see more Nick Smith Jr. You're already starting to see a little bit more of him as time went on. You're going to see him coming off the bench more and more and probably being asked to take more shots. Cody Martin uh, will will return soon and will take some of that responsibility as well. Uh, but all of the guys that I'm mentioning, you know, apart from NSJ, who I think scored pretty effectively, it's just some of the other aspects of his game that have to improve because he's a rookie. But a lot of the guys that I'm mentioning, and you can throw P.J. Washington into this, guys that would have to take on more shot-making responsibility to this point in the season haven't proven that they can do it at anywhere close to the efficiency level that Terry Rozier did. And so that's where the struggle will be, to find that and to find what he could do in pick and roll. Terry Rozier, according to Synergy, second best in the NBA at efficiently scoring out of the pick and roll. More of that uh, flows to LaMelo Ball. Problem is, LaMelo Ball has had his share of injury issues in past seasons and this season. How much more times has he missed this season? So you're going to have to figure all that out. That is the responsibility now that lands on Steve Clifford's uh, desk. But let's talk about Kyle Lowry, who fell out of favor in Miami. And it was as obvious that Terry Rozier was going to get traded as it was that Kyle Lowry was going to get traded. Was not a fan favorite in Miami. Didn't feel like anyone thought he bought into the heat culture. Well, I've got good news for Kyle Lowry. It's not how the Charlotte Hornets have done it, if he remains a Hornet. There's none of that heat culture stuff here. Uh, it's I would say the culture here has been almost the bizarro heat culture. It's been opposite. There hasn't been a, a an immense amount of accountability. They have played the Hornets have played hard, young players played hard. It's that discipline thing that I think has escaped them uh, for for a long time. And that's by virtue of the fact that they've remained young for many years and tried to build a young core and keep that young core together without introducing any kind of veteran NBA finals or NBA playoffs experience 
into that mix that I think you've had some of the culture issues that if they do move some of those guys, you know, eventually you're going to, hopefully they've learned that lesson. Hopefully new ownership group has learned that lesson that you, you can build a young core and that's all fine and good. But if you don't inject that young core with some kind of, and, and that could come from the bench uh, in terms of the head coach, but typically we see that happening with player uh, with players and Oklahoma city has done that. They brought in veterans to match with some of their, with some of their young core. Uh, so we'll have to see that. But Lowry, the options for the Hornets, keep him as a backup point guard option. You signed Ish uh, very – well, you, you signed Ish very late, uh, not even late in the offseason. You signed him during the season. And uh, he's been good, good mid-range scorer, uh, has a uh, decent passer, effort defender, but not, you know – but he's but he's older. He was thinking about retirement before he came to the Charlotte Hornets. So you know, do you keep Kyle Lowry as a backup point guard option to take some pressure off of Lamelo Ball now that he's probably going to be even more responsible for scoring without Terry Rozier, more minutes for Lamelo Ball? Do you you know take some of the pressure off, allow him to rest maybe on a few back to backs as this season has now shifted from playoff aspirations or play in aspirations to no aspirations? Uh, or do you trade him prior to the February 8th deadline? What would you get for Kyle Lowry? Probably, you know, one second round pick, multiple second round picks. You might have to take on bad money if you move Kyle Lowry. And the other option would be either to buy him out or just keep him and let that contract expire. On the buyout front, I don't think Kyle Lowry, if, if he wants to play for a contender, if he's bought out, according to Bobby Marks, he can't play for a team under the first or second tax apron, which are a lot of your sort of championship contenders. And I'm not sure that those championship contenders are really even interested in what Kyle Lowry has to offer at this point. But if there was any kind of idea of that happening, then then that would take out some of the incentive for Kyle Lowry to be bought out. So then I think the most likely option at this point is trading him prior to February 8th. And again, we got some indication from from Adrian Wojnarowski that the Hornets are not done. And David David Walker on the chat saying, oh, Kyle Lowry knows all about that culture now. Yeah, the culture kicked him out. He got kicked out of the club. (laughs) I mean, it booted him. So he knows what it is, and he wasn't very interested in it. Um, So let's see. Uh, Someone, uh, it looks like a Raptors fan here, saying we could take Lowry. He still has some love in Toronto. Uh, yeah, would they would they want to clear books like that? Would that make any sense for Toronto, who also seems to be in somewhat of a rebuild? Would would that make sense for them? Or you know, do they have now they they do have some front office talent that could go into a an offseason with a little cap space and make some moves, and they have a championship under their belt, so maybe they have a little bit. It is super cold in Toronto, but maybe they do have a little bit of extra sway when it comes to free agency that the Charlotte Hornets wouldn't necessarily have. That's always the argument against clearing the books, right? Is that you clear the books for what? What do you clear the books for? Are, are the Hornets really going to be contenders? What front office? We don't know. Is it going to be Mitch Kupchak? Is it going to be some other front office? Are they going to spend money to bring in a Bob Myers-level executive 
Or are they going to try to find some up and comers and save a little bit of money when it comes to where they could really get the checkbook out? They decide, nah, we're not going to do that for the general manager. You know, so for what? Are you looking to turn this team into somebody that can go out in free agency and try to steal someone like they did with Al Jefferson? Or are you looking to build a young core and just see that through and try to make some draft hits with a new general manager? And make some trade make some trade hits and bring in a veteran later on. Not at this trade deadline, but a future one. Turtle Master saying trade for Kaminga or Markinen. Yeah, look, there are some names that remain on this market. And that's when you get into are the Hornets interested in a rebuild? Because because the Hornets not being done can mean a lot of different things. Are they interested in a rebuild, which would mean taking on bad money, bringing in assets, you know, moving PJ for seconds, moving, you know, on down the line, moving Gordon's contract for uh, multiple years of another contract and bringing back more, more, you know, maybe future, future, future first rounders, super protected first rounders that eventually become second rounders. Is that what you're interested in? Or, and you get bad at the same time and get your own draft assets, or are you interested in a retool and you selectively make trades that would bring in players that you're actually interested in investing in in future years? That's that's what the that's what this own that's what we have to pay attention to with some of these future deals that come out. Fast break report saying it's so they have future cap space for a Miles Bridges extension. Possibly, but we're also seeing a lot of rumors that Miles Bridges is in trade discussions. He could be one of the players. That is moved as well. If if a team like Detroit or um, some of the other teams that he's been rumored to be that have been rumored to be interested in Miles, if Miles is interested in joining them, because remember, he has essentially what is a no trade clause because he signed the qualifying offer, so he would have to agree to the deal. But if there is a deal that he agreed to, would a team want to kind of sneak in and not have to com- and, and at least have an edge in competing for? Uh, uh, Miles Bridges in that Miles Bridges could come to a new team and see what he was getting involved in, build relationships with players. They wouldn't have any contractual edge. They wouldn't have any like bird rights situations, but they would have a little bit of emotional edge if you traded for Miles Bridges and then went to make him a deal in free agency. Um, so th- there are a lot of different ways that story could end. Um, but certainly one of those ways is the Hornets making him an offer, something that they've wanted to do for years now and um, didn't, obviously, because he had a felony domestic violence charge. And and so, you know, we'll, I, I, look, I've got no indication from this ownership group that they particularly – he wouldn't be on the team right now if they cared about that. So I don't think that that's going the, – the only thing that's going to affect the Hornets – making bridges a deal in the offseason is how much money do they want to invest and how many wins do they want to go after in the next couple of seasons. If they want this to be a retool and they feel like they have an inside track on Miles Bridges and there aren't other teams willing to give him a you know a max type deal. But they hard but they look they played hardball with him in the in this past offseason and that's why he signed the qualifying offer. So we'll have to see. Um, so a lot of people, Paul George is not leaving the Clippers, get over it. Uh, Nick Richards could go to the Suns. 
look, everything's on the table. Nick Richards is interesting, right? He's injured right now, dealing with an ankle injury. Um, but a lot of teams could look to stock up on backup bigs as they prepare their playoff roster. That's always a popular move. Uh, so that is definitely a name to pay attention to. Uh, so let's move on to the next segment. I want to talk about Terry Rozier, what he meant to the Charlotte Hornets, and talk about where he lands on some of these Hornets all-time lists and get some of your final questions and comments. That's coming up on the Locked On Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. But uh, this episode is brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. With the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball. Do it while you can. Football is almost over. From the Specials League, it's a league created specifically for combo projections uh, that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, you can get LeBron James and Travis Kelsey, who is still uh, he's still he's still alive in the NFL playoffs right now at a ten and a half combo of three pointers made and uh, receptions. So Prize Picks are really fun a way uh, to get involved with the game. Want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the Promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. Prize Picks even offers a reboot policy. That's what the Hornets are doing right now. They are rebooting. Price Picks has a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half, doesn't return for the second, that player is beep boop, rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA. Use code locked on NBA, all one word. For a first deposit match up to $100, that's pricepicks.com forward slash locked on NBA, code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Okay, let's roll along. I'm going to take a sip of coffee here. Let's roll along and talk about Terry Rozier, what he meant to this team. As I said, he was acquired for Kemba Walker. He represented the end of that era, and it was an emotional end as Kimball Walker exited the franchise with uh, so many of the franchise's records, particularly the scoring records. He did a lot of that in his time in Charlotte. And so then they give Terry the big deal, and he improves every year and surprised a lot of us and turned a lot of us into Terry. I don't know that, it, I don't know that there were a lot of Terry haters, but there were a lot of people that were like, ah, I don't know. It's Terry Rozier, whatever. And he proceeded to absolutely give everything he had of himself to this franchise and lift the franchise up in particular moments when they could have just completely rolled over and been a misery franchise. He he kept us from being a misery franchise. It, it, there's been a lot of disappointment. There's been a lot of bad luck. It's why we're sickos. Uh, but it could have been historically bad. It could have been Detroit Pistons this season level bad, um, which really could have left a, a severe scar on the fan base, more so than they're already scarred. And I think he represented that. Here's where he landed in the record books. He finished sixth in field goals made, third in three-pointers made, tenth in assists, tenth in steals, fifth in points, fourth in points per games at 20. 10th in uses percentage, and 10th, 
according to basketball reference, in value over replacement player. Your your top guy in that is Kimball Walker at 24.8, then Gerald Wallace, Muggsy Bogues, Larry Johnson, Del Curry, Anthony Mason, Baron Davis, Glenn Rice, Marvin Williams, Terry Rozier. He's in the elite company in Charlotte Hornets history. Whatever you whatever you thought about him, you know, it was it was always difficult when they were in play-in contention to look at the backcourt and say, man, love LaMelo Ball, love Terry Rozier. Both these guys playing together seems like a defensive disaster. Can they ever win anything? And then Terry would miss some time. LaMelo would step up. The team would play better defensively. LaMelo would go out. They'd bring another point guard in like Dennis Smith Jr. Team would play better defensively. Terry Rozier would show out. So it was always this weird situation where, man, both those guys together, not going to result in anything great. One guy, but but then you look at the one guy and you say, man, this guy is super talented and, and it's fun to watch and is scary Terry and turns it on at the right time and provides an entertainment value. This is always going to be viewed differently if you watch occasionally from home and care about LaMelo Ball exclusively or another player exclusively versus you're a season ticket holder and you go to games or you watch them every night on ballys. Because those folks, those latter folks, are going to be disappointed that they don't get to watch Terry Rozier anymore because they got to see him do special stuff. And he raised his game to a completely different level this season. The, the, the level of difficulty on the shots that he's hit this season was incredible. The circus layups, the stuff that he does that you take for granted because he did it so much. Um, and I'm glad that some of these you know, career stats, when you look at them, you have to recognize Terry Rozier um, being in that same company as some of these other players. Uh, so let's end today. Although we do have another episode coming up, uh, so make sure to check that out on YouTube. But let's end today uh, with some comments. Uh, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Lots of conversations happening here. Um, 50, 40, 86, more steals and fouls, and 5 to 1 assist to turnover ratio, nowhere near the same caliber or efficiency. Um, Haley saying, but who would want to take a $30 million Hayward, Hayward contract when he can't play? I mean, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't see a trade happening that is anything but pennies on the dollar. Um, but you do, you know, you, there are some needs for this team that they could fill player wise. They still need depth at the center position. Both of their centers are out. They're injured right now. If Mark Williams has to have back surgery, then all of a sudden the center position becomes a huge question mark for the Hornets again. They still need more defense. They still need more physicality. They have length. They don't necessarily have size. You know, Shake Milton was like a bowling ball last, last night for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Nobody could stop him. You're hoping Brandon Miller puts on size and strength. But you also need to add that at some point. Um, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Get Hayward as far uh, from Charlotte as possible. PJ is inconsistent. Look, a lot of negative vibes around the Hornets right now. So it's not a surprise that this ownership group, who probably is paying attention somewhat to the conversation around the team, would look to you know, move more of these guys than not 
because you just want to reset the conversation. A lot of the conversation around PJ is pretty set. A lot of the conversation around Miles, as divided as it is, is set. So it's not a surprise that they're wanting to move on from these eras. Uh, Renisha saying, I like PJ Washington, but he's never been a leading scorer. So the fact that you're expecting to be one now is crazy. Um, there are a lot of like conversations happening within these conversations that I'm peeking into. You guys are very, very emotional right now. It's an emotional day when someone uh, that has done as much for the franchise as Terry has um, gets moved. Uh, Mr. Elevation saying, We need size and shooting. No question. No question. This team was already struggling to shoot uh, over, you know, they would have these bursts like they did against Minnesota, but on the whole, were struggling to score from outside. They're going to need to address that. So uh, I think that's going to do it. Uh, this has been a great live topo, um, and we will be back with you tomorrow. Walker and David are going to talk about their thoughts on this and stay tuned because coming up on YouTube and on the podcast feed on the audio podcast feed uh, is going to be our thoughts on an incredible win against Minnesota and our final look at Terry Rozier. So thanks for making us your first listen. Now check out locked on sports today, live on YouTube locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24 seven streaming channel on YouTube locked on sports today is here for you 24 seven covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Thanks so much for joining us and supporting this show. Go to everyhornetsboxscore.com for more of my thoughts on this Minnesota win, and make sure you listen today, 12-3, to, to uh, actually it's on right now, to Walker Mail and on the Wesson Walker Show for his thoughts. Uh, Until then, go Hornets, go America, let's swarm Charlotte.